brother. Morning, everybody. My name's Chad. I'm on staff here at Harbor City Church. I want to talk to you today about uh, about life groups. So, the vision of Harbor City Church is a renewed city through a renewed people for the glory of God. Of God. So we believe that, um, that renewed people are like God's building blocks that he uses to renew the city. He has always worked through his people to bring blessings to the whole world. And that's why everything that we do at Harbor City Church is designed to help you experience the renewal of Jesus and then share that renewal with others. So today I want to show you how essential life groups are to that mission. And if you're already in a life group, um, what I want to do today is I want to encourage you. I want to inspire you. And if you're not yet in a life group, I want to convince you to join one. And to do that, uh, I'm going to do two things. We're going to take a look at some scripture, and then we're going to talk to some people. Okay? So first, let's look at some scripture. You can turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Uh, it's also in your bulletins. It's going to be up on the screen. Um, Acts chapter 2. So first, let me, let me set the scene for you. This is Jerusalem uh, in first century Palestine. Jesus has risen from the grave proving that he is indeed the Messiah. He has ascended into heaven, and from there he has poured out the Holy Spirit on his followers. And the Apostle Paul has just preached a sermon, and some 3,000 people have put their faith in Jesus and joined God's family through baptism. And our passage tells us what happens next. So listen up. This is the word of God from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching... And the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is God's word. So in order to show you why life groups are important from this passage, I need to answer three questions. And those three questions are, uh, one, what did the people do? Two, where did they do it? And three, what was the result? Okay? What did people do? Where did they do it? And what was the result? So question number one, what did the people do? And the answer is they devoted themselves to God's truth and to God's family. They devoted themselves to God's truth and to God's family. Check out verse 42. It says, they, the followers of Jesus, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. So the apostles' teaching, that's God's truth. That is the good news of Jesus. It's the gospel testified throughout scripture and proclaimed by his apostles. They devoted themselves to God's truth. But they also devoted themselves to God's family. Okay, the text calls it the fellowship. That's God's family. Specifically, it's the 3,000 people who just became part of God's family through baptism. So these folks not only devoted themselves to God's truth, they devoted themselves to one another. All right, and we see that all through the passage. Uh, we see them breaking bread together, praying together having all things in common together, pooling resources to meet one another's needs together, having glad and generous hearts together. So in the Bible, there is no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. 
okay, from the very beginning, following Jesus has always included togetherness with God's family. And that togetherness with God's family, that's a life group. Okay, so what did the people do? They devoted themselves to God's truth and to God's family. They got in a life group. So question number two, where did they do it? And the answer is they did it in church and in homes. So check out uh, verse 46. They were attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. And so here you can see that from the very beginning, there's, there's been this uh, characterization of, of, of weekly rhythm of believers gathering in for corporate worship and then spreading out across the city for fellowship in individual homes. And really, when you think about it, it makes sense. This is a natural outflow of being devoted to God's family because where do you get those kind of vibes? The family vibes, they happen in the home, right? This is in the home where you experience the comfort of, of, of familiar faces and welcoming voices. It's in the home where you experience the fellowship of breaking bread and praying together, right? It's in the home where you experience the intimacy of knowing each other's sufferings and burdens. It's where you find that it takes courage to meet someone else's need, and you find that it takes humility to let someone meet your need. See, being devoted to God's family means intentionally weaving your life together with other followers of Jesus into this tight fabric of mutual love and care. And you really can't do that super effectively here on a Sunday, we need to also break bread together in our homes with glad and generous hearts. Y'all, that's a life group. So the people in our passage, they devoted themselves to God's truth and to God's family, and they did it in church and in homes. And so the third question is, what was the result? What was the result of people getting into life groups and living this way? Well, we see it all through the passage. Awe. Awe comes on every soul. Wonders and signs are done. Mutual love and practical service. Glad and generous hearts. People are praising God. New people are coming to faith in Jesus. What was the result? Renewal. Renewal was the result. And notice it's, it's both vertical and horizontal renewal, right? People are experiencing renewal in their relationship with God, but also renewal in their relationship with others. Do you see that? That's what's happening. And here's what happens next. When men and women of God's family, when they experience this kind of renewal together, man, it changes them. It changes us. We start to love what Jesus loves. We start to care about what Jesus cares about. We look at the city and we see opportunity everywhere. Opportunity to, to, to heal the sick to set the prisoner free, to welcome the stranger, to adopt the orphan, to care for the poor, to seek justice for the oppressed. We look out there and we see opportunity everywhere and we have the guts to do something about it. We start to see the city with Jesus' eyes. We start to act with Jesus' hands and Jesus' feet. And my question is, what happens when men and women like that start to spread out across the city, into homes, into families, into neighborhoods, into schools, into workplaces. What happens? It's a renewed city, 
a renewed city through a renewed people to the glory of God. Praise Jesus. This is what he's been doing from the beginning. So our life group's important. Well, we look at some scripture, but now I want to talk to some people. So I want to invite Dana and Kim and Kevin and Aubrey to come up on the stage. If you guys would make your way up here and we're going to have a little conversation. Y'all, these are four life group leaders in our church. So I don't just want you guys to hear me talk about life groups. I want you to hear their heart and why they think life groups are important. So come on up here. This is Kim. Hello, Kim. Kim uh, leads a, a uh, life group for women on Tuesday evenings. And over there is Dana. She leads a life group along with her husband, Bill, on Wednesday evenings. And this is Kevin and Aubrey. And they are about to start a new life group in February, meeting on Tuesdays. And it's open to everybody, but it is especially aimed at folks with young kids because they're starting at 5, ending by 7, and their group includes uh, dinner and childcare. So... I like that. That's, uh, that's awesome. So, so uh, what I want you guys to do is I want you to talk about two things. So we're going to play a game of taboo to begin. All right, you guys know what taboo is? This is where you have to describe something uh, without using certain words. Okay, so I want you guys to describe your life group use, uh, with three words, uh, but you can't use any of the words that are up on the screen. Okay, so I tried to think about like all of the, like, the cheesiest and the most overused cliches that describes small groups as I could. And, uh, and I don't want you guys to use any of these. Any of these uh, I, I wish I had a buzzer, but um, I don't. Okay, so Kevin and Aubrey, you guys got it easy, right, because you're not leading a group yet, so you guys get to make up anything you want. Um, so you get to tell us three words that you hope will describe the group that you lead. Why don't you guys go ahead and start us out. And here's the microphone. So called kid-friendly, and obedient. Okay, so kid-friendly, you're sort of pushing the boundaries there with your... Um, can you uh, tell me a little bit more about obedience? That's interesting. Um, so obedience comes to mind because we initially got the idea um, for a life group from like a nudge that we were feeling from the Holy Spirit, um, and it was during a season in our life where that really logistically wasn't possible. Um, and so we continued to pray over it and think about it and talk about it. And um, this now we're in a season where it is possible. And then um, so we're just trying to be obedient to that nudge and um, what the Spirit wants from us. Um, and then taking it one step further, we hope to be obedient um, in. Uh, what we're learning, we're going to be studying the sermons, going over sermon questions, and just on the minute by minute and day to day between Sundays, just really diving in and being intentional and um, and obedient to where the Spirit is leading each member in our group cool. um, in, during the week. I love it. So you had this sense of uh, wanting to follow the Lord and starting a group before you were actually able to do it. Correct. Yeah. And so this, this kind of, I love that, that creates space where people want to join a life group or want to follow the Lord, but sometimes the season needs to line up, and so you just sort of wait on the Lord, and you're continuing to commune with him and, and wait for his, him to arrange things. We've been praying over, over something like this for probably like three years now. Oh, wow. So it's been a, it's been a long time coming for cool. us, I think. 
fantastic. So the pressure's on. Yep, right, basically. Three years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, we'll pass. <laughs> so let's pass it down to, to Dana. So Kim and Dana, you guys, uh, I want to do something a little bit different with you. Because you're already leading a group, I want you to use, uh, pick two words that describe what your group already has, and then pick a third word that describes what you hope to add to your group. So you've got two that are in the bag and one that you want to sort of add to the mix during this upcoming semester. So Dana, give us your words. Um, friends digging. <clears throat> so uh, we, um, I, I don't know how it happened that from the time we opened our doors, we just uh, kind of had an automatic friendship with the people that were coming. And um, we joke around and we have a good time. We uh, forgive each other's foibles and we all have them. And yet we encourage each other's strengths. So um, I was sharing with the first group that there's a lady in our group who for four years cannot be around uh, heat. She's just always really hot. And so we always make sure she's sitting by the window and we always make sure she has lots of water. And this has been going on for four years. And then one night she asked us to close the window. And we're, we're you know, we're all going, what? You know, <laughs> write this down on this particular date. We actually closed the window for her. So we, you know, we joke around and it's really, it's really wonderful. And then in the digging part, uh, we hear Stephen's message on Sundays and then we have the opportunity to go uh, deeper. Sometimes we kind of stay on the surface, uh, but other times we dig uh, a little deeper. And uh, one example of that is uh, Stephen talking about uh, the name of God from Genesis 1 being um, Elohim and then changing in Genesis 2 to, um, to Yahweh, to the Lord God. And uh, there were a couple of people in the group who um, did not uh, understand or understand the significance of the names of God. And so that led us to looking at Exodus 3 where God says, I am who I am, and that led to the New Testament with uh, Jesus speaking in, in the book of John about him being, um, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world, I am the resurrection and the truth. So uh, we just got to dig that out, and we left with um, just a much better understanding of, of God and, and who he is, and so it, and, but we did that together, we dug it out together. Awesome. And then the, the word that I would use that we would love to aspire to is uh, diversity. Hmm. Uh, most of us are kind of old in our group. <laughs> we would love to have more uh, young people and just a, a greater racial mix as well. But um, the diversity, uh, there's something about seeing God work in many different situations that you have a better understanding of his bigness and his, his, just his glory and his might. So, um, you know, praying for a sick baby and, and praying for uh, someone asking for grace to take care of a spouse with dementia, you know, that's a, you, you see how God works in all situations right. and you have a much better sense of him. Yeah. So, so your first two, your first two words were friends. Friends and, digging. And di friends digging. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. So I love this, this idea that, that you have someone in the group that you, you know so well that you sit her by the window yep. and you know that she, ha she needs to have water. Right. Like that idea of like coming into a group and being like seen and known. Um, 
so that when it changes, people notice. I mean, like that right there, like preaches too. Um, and then digging, yeah, it sounds like you guys um, like follow where the Spirit's leading and it's taking you to all sorts of different places. Uh, that's awesome. And then the, the diversity thing, I love it too. Because, I mean, I think one of the things that we have in this church that a lot of churches don't have is, is a, a diversity of age, a diversity of socioeconomic backgrounds. We have a, a lot of different kinds of people, and I would love to see more interplay there as the family of God like learns what it's like to be um, in fellowship with folks that aren't exactly like you. So there's lots of awesome blessings there. So thanks, Dana. Thank you. Let's pass it down to Kim. And uh, what do you got, Kim? So the uh, two words uh, for to describe my group, um, I thought of priceless daughters. And that's the way I see these women as um, just God's precious and priceless daughters. And um, we've just been through a lot together and prayed for each other and um, but I don't think we s always see ourselves that way. And so a study that we're going to do coming up in February is God's view of you and just learning more about how God sees us. So we're looking forward to that. Um, and then going forward, the word I thought of was expanding. I'd love to see us expand in numbers and also just expand our knowledge and our hearts for the gospel mm. and um, expand our light into the world. Awesome. Cool. And when we get near, near Thanksgiving, we can also continue expanding in that way as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was terrible. I am expanding. Um, oh, you guys have snacks? Yes. All right. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. That was super awkward what that guy just did right there, but <laughs> let's move on. So the second thing I want you guys to share is a little bit um, about what motivates you to lead a group. Um, what has God put in your heart uh, that, that is motivating you to lead a group? So Kim, let's start with you. So um, to lead. So I don't think of myself as a leader in the true sense of a Bible teacher like Dana. Um, but, and I mention that because I think God uses everyone. Or, and I think of myself as more of a facilitator mm -hmm. and hostess uh, to open my home and hopefully create a space that is um, safe and um, where all these women can be authentic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not the one that's going to impart great biblical wisdom, but we still, the Holy Spirit is there and working in our group. Um, I was one who, before I came to Harbor, thought it was perfectly fine just to go to church on Sunday and maybe read my Bible during the week and thought that was good. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was missing um, not being in a community of women like this and in a life group. And I can't imagine my life without them. And um, I think that we, being in a regular uh, group of women that are praying for each other and just living 
through life's ups and downs, you really see one God answer prayer. And sometimes it takes many years and it's not always answered in the way that, uh, you know, we had been praying, but you see God's prayer answered and you see the gospel um, just working out in people's lives um, every week. I um, have been without a job for almost a year and we've been praying for that. And just last Friday, I started my new job and I can't imagine not of being, going through that and the ups and downs of that on my own. Right. Um, you know, even knowing God was faithful, but having those women remind me um, of who I am in Christ and that my job is not uh, what defines me. And so, and we have a great diversity of ages. Um, so me, I'm more nearing the end of my career, still wanting a job, got a job. Kate, who I think is here, just got her first job starting her career as, as a nurse. So it's just been, um, like Dana said, the, you know, the prayers for uh, people going through different life stages, it's still amazing what, what God does. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. Let's pass it down and hear from the Rodrigos. What's in your heart? So I've already mentioned this partially, but um, two or three years ago, we did feel called just to begin a life group. And just as a result of the season that we were at the time, it just wasn't going to work out, and we recognized that. But we continued to pray about it. And coming to, into January, into the new year, and specifically February, we knew this was the right season for us. And I'm going to be around for the foreseeable future um, regarding my job. And um, it fit really well into Chad's life group campaign and Harbor City's uh, life group campaign. So we're, we're really excited to, to start this in, in February. And uh, to go along with that, um, regarding kids, uh, we recognize how important it is and how difficult it is sometimes to get a midweek refuge uh, amongst life busyness, and that's with kids, with, with jobs, and, and things like that. So we're excited to offer that for families. Um, Harvest City has been gracious enough to be able to offer us child care for our group and being able to for our kids to see us in fellowship with our church community. Uh, we recognize how important that is, and we're excited for it. That's awesome. Do you have anything, Aubrey? Just the same thing as before. I think what motivates us is the obedience component yeah. that we talked about. Yeah, just yeah. following God where he's leading. Yeah, and trying to yeah, be his tool. Fantastic. All right. Dana, what motivates you? Uh, I, I, we meet at our house, and so I love having uh, a place of refuge and rest for people who have had uh, a busy work, work day. Mm. And uh, I do the main meal, so um, I, I, it pleases me to be able to, uh, to do that for people who, you know, you're coming from work and you don't have time to get a meal. So mm. uh, we have a wonderful time of fellowship that way. And, um, and then um, just us praying for each other. Uh, you can't uh, pray for somebody and not love them. Uh, and so we just find that we are invested in each other's lives, and that is a real motivating factor for me. But, um, but also, uh, when we listen to Stephen's messages on Sunday, uh, we can take it in our hearts and we can take it in our heads, but sometimes it just stays there. And um, it's when we go to the life group and kind of talk about these things and kind of flush them out that 
we put handles on the scripture. We put handles on uh, what he said and thereby giving us uh, a way to make application and put feet on it all. So um, I, I learned from everyone else. I feel like I've grown because of our life group uh, from their experiences um, that are seen through the lenses of the gospel. So um, the, I, I see growth in the members of our group, and that's just really inspirational and motivational. Very cool. Awesome. Guys, thank you very much for taking the time to, to share with us. We really appreciate it. Would you guys give them a hand? This is our leaders. <laughs> Y'all, this is just four of the life group leaders in our church. There's a ton of them, and you can, uh, you can read about them in that, that insert that's in your bulletin. Um, but these are people who have devoted themselves to God's truth and to God's family. And they're experiencing uh, the renewal of Jesus, and they're, and they're helping people to share. They're, they're sharing that renewal, and they're helping other people experience and sharing it. So if you want to be part of a mission like that, get in a life group. Get in a life group. And then read the rest of Acts, all right? Because the renewal that we're talking about here in chapter 2 that begins in those small groups in Jerusalem, it spreads out. And it spreads out across the whole city. And then it spreads across the whole countryside. And then the whole region. And then the entire Roman Empire. And that renewal continues to spread. And it spreads across nations, it spreads across oceans, it spreads across centuries, and in fact, it's reaching right into this room right now. So are life groups important? Well, you and I are only here because of a life group that used to meet in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Yes, life groups are important. If you're in one, I hope that you're inspired. I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you see the challenges you face in a new light because it's not easy to be devoted to God's family, but it's good. And it's what the Lord is doing in his work to renew all things. And if you're not yet in a life group, I encourage you to press further into God's truth and God's family. Pick a group, sign up, try it out. You can sign up uh, using that, that catalog in your bulletin or you can go online to our website. Super easy. You can talk to some of these life group leaders that we've heard from today. You can find others. Uh, Look at, again, look in that catalog and you can recognize their faces. Go talk to them. Find out uh, what you're missing. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, um, you have called us out of darkness into your glorious kingdom of light. And in your wisdom, you have called us into a family, not just as individuals, but as men and women whose lives are are woven together into this new kind of fabric, this fabric of community. And you are using this kind of community to renew things, to renew all things. You have always worked through your people uh, to bring blessings to the world. And uh, and so you call us past uh, all of our hesitation all of our fears, all of our inertia, the things that would keep us from entering into fellowship with one another uh, through small home groups where we can know and be known. You call us past our hesitation into that kind of 
experience of renewal, experience of, uh, of more of you and more of others. Spirit, give us courage to follow that call uh, because we know that when we experience that renewal, we are changed and we, we become more like you and we care about what you care about and it motivates us and it energizes us, us and it fuels us to go out and to bring that renewal to the city. Lord, you are doing an amazing work uh, in this city and in this world and it starts um, with Jesus and it comes through the Spirit into us and it knits us together and we experience renewal and then share that renewal with others. Help us to follow you in that. Amen.